No problem. Happy to be here. Could you just start by saying uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Jared Coots. I'm a uh, sport presenter um, in Australia. So one of the one of the news channels uh, in Australia. But uh, I think you got my attention on uh, <laughs> what's the new app, Clubhouse, which I actually haven't even been on for a few months, oh, a month or so. Yeah. Um, so I host a podcast called Get Jerry On. Um, and the whole aim of the podcast, well, I interview comedians and talk about their work and blah, blah, blah. There's a million of those podcasts, who cares? But um, the hook of the show being Get Jerry On is to try and come up with fun, stupid ways uh, to try and get comedian Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I don't know why I had to call him comedian at the start of that. Everyone knows who Jerry Seinfeld is. But surprisingly, <laughs> in the UK, a lot of people don't actually know who he is because the show apparently wasn't that big there. Um, really? Yeah, but yeah, so coming up with ways to try and convince Jerry Seinfeld uh, to come on the podcast and obviously being a startup, shitty little podcast in Australia, I've aimed high. Um, from the, <laughs> I've aimed high from the start. You know you know what they say, everyone starts a podcast, don't start a podcast. Um, not that yours isn't great, Zach. So I, uh, I try to say, I've got to, I've got to come up with a weird, quirky kind of angle to get people even listening to this thing. Uh, I could tell you it hasn't worked so far. But uh, we're, coming, we're coming up with weird ways. I've got some pretty good guests on. Like I try to come up with some weird ways to get some guests on as well because they're getting a million offers and why do they want to come on my podcast? Um, so yeah, the whole thing is trying to convince Jerry Seinfeld to come on the podcast. It's a long-term effort. We've done a few funny things so far and uh, believe it or not, he still hasn't come on the podcast, but uh, we're getting there. It's about uh, three months in now, four months in this podcast and um I feel like I'm one percent. If if I was zero point zero zero one percent chance of him coming on when I started this thing, I'm about the same now. But we're having fun. Yeah. Well, you sent me a picture a couple of days ago that made me uh, laugh pretty hard of your <laughs> your recent way of trying to get Jerry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I may as well. I may as well have just sent you a photo of a bag of money and just thrown it in the river. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, so one of the ideas I had to try and obviously it's not going to get Jerry Seinfeld's attention specifically, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a way of trying to get people to know this podcast exists as well, because he's not going to come on a podcast with like three people listening, one my mum, one like my dog. Um, so yeah. I need to like people actually listening to this thing. So I've, I've come up with a billboard um, and I spoke to a bunch of comedians on the pod, like, what are we going to put on this billboard to get people's attention to think, what the hell is this? Um, and so the, I ended up paying for this podcast, uh, for this billboard. It, I tried to get it for one month. Let me tell you, because it's expensive, but minimum three months, these businessmen really know how to get you. <laughs> you, you Even when I was so, three months. Yeah, it was a minimum three months. It was, you know, my gosh. And, and then they're like, oh, we need your details. And I was like, we need your like business details. And I was like, this is a podcast, man. All I can offer you is an Instagram account. There is no detail. There is no business details for this podcast. And they thought it was pretty weird. Um, but it simply just <laughs> says, do you know Jerry Seinfeld with a question mark? Um, uh, there's a QR code underneath it. And that QR code, they're probably thinking, oh, Jerry Seinfeld's coming to Australia. This is great. But it just links to my podcast, essentially. Um and so, yeah, do you know Jerry Seinfeld? It's in the middle of a place called Newtown in Sydney, Australia, which is a very like densely populated area. And it's on the main street of Newtown. So it's called King Street. 
uh, so many people walking through there. It'd be like walking through the main street of Brooklyn every day. Don't even know what that street's called, but it's just completely packed full of foot traffic. It's right near the bus and train station. You're trying to relate to us. You're like the main street. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's a very popular area. I don't know. They were, they were offering me a billboard in like a much smaller place. Yeah. And for some reason they said for the same price, you can have it in this, like in the middle of like them is probably arguably the busiest like thoroughfare in Sydney. I was like, okay, I'll take it. Um, yeah. And, yeah uh, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. And it's like, definitely like you can't miss it. <laughs> no. And the fact that, you know, it's saying, do you know Jerry Seinfeld on there? People are, are like, what's going on here? And I can track how many people are looking at it. Um, there's a lot of street art in the area and I can tell you it's already been like defaced twice uh, really? <laughs> graffitied and someone wrote some drib- gibberish about Socrates on it. Um, which to be fair, made sense, more sense than half the podcast chats, but, um, <laughs> then but the comp- what happens when it's like defaced like that? Did, do, do well, because it costs a trillion dollars. Them? Well, cause the billboard costs a trillion dollars. It comes with cleaning, um, the billboard if it gets defaced or replacing mm. it. So, it's already been okay. fixed up twice, but uh, a lot of people are walking past saying, what is going on here with this billboard? I know it's ridiculous. Um, it costs like thousands of dollars and it's a podcast <laughs> yeah. that essentially no one listens to, right? It, it, so um, it's stupid and it is a billboard. Some One friend called it a sign. He's like, you're a bit generous calling it a billboard. Maybe we'll call it a sign, but uh, it's a billboard and um I don't know if it's working yet, but uh, it better work. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to get a second job. <laughs> no, I uh, I love it. I think it's hilarious, and I hope it does get some good traction. I mean, you got three months paid. I mean, you you got time for that to ramp up. So, <laughs> well, let's hope so. You know, the biggest comedian in Australia, his name is Will Anderson, and um, someone actually wrote a review on the podcast uh, a couple of days ago and said this podcast is surprisingly funny. Um, <laughs> uh, much like, uh, it's a bit like Will Anderson's podcast called Willosophy. Now, of course, it's not. Will Anderson's like a comedic genius and it's one of the biggest podcasts in Australia. And so I, I took a photo of that review, um, put it on Twitter, tagged Will Anderson in, who I've never met, wouldn't have a clue who I am. Yeah. And, um, and just said, hey, Will, um, can you surprise me by coming on my surprisingly <laughs> funny podcast? And uh, he retweeted out to his nearly million followers. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, no that's, that's great. I'm like, but that doesn't mean he's coming on, right? Um, so I'm like, hit him up with a follow-up. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, thanks, Will. Tagged him in again. Um, it'll be a pleasure to have you on the, uh, the podcast. It's a record-holding podcast. It's the podcast with the least amount of followers in the world to have a billboard. Be a pleasure to have you on and a photo yeah. of the billboard. And he retweeted that too to his nearly a million followers. So Hopefully that helps it get a bit of traction too. And hopefully, Will, if you're listening, please come on the podcast. I've already emailed his agent and it's been two days and nothing, but that's mm. almost like every request I send out to come on this thing. <laughs> I, I, it's so funny. I love the idea. And uh, I, I really do hope that that helps because is it true to say you're probably the only podcast with a billboard in Australia? I would say, <laughs> I would say it's entirely possible. And, you know, and given the fact that it's not a big podcast, not a huge podcast, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a fair chance of saying, I mean, you know that the commercial radio stations now um, package up their their shows and call them podcasts and, you know, they've got billboards everywhere, but they're not real podcasts. They're just like super famous celebrities doing a 
you know, a normal radio show and then calling it a podcast an hour yeah. later when they put it online. So I, I would say I'm the only legitimate podcast maybe with a billboard <laughs> um, in Australia. And it's ridiculous because it's in a main spot in right in the main, like the Sydney's the highest population city in Australia. It's right in the middle of it. And no one knows about this podcast yet. It's got a billboard done by a nobody, even though I did say I'm on TV, but no one watches TV. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there it is. So uh, hopefully it has some kind of a some kind of an impact. I've had some pretty good guests so far, but um, I think the billboard and the blue tick on Twitter kind of makes people think the podcast is better than what it actually is. Yeah, you. Uh, I don't know if you've changed your Instagram profile yet to uh, locally owned independent uh, podcast with a billboard, but <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty good bio. <laughs> I'll take it. It's better than my one I've got at the moment, which has a link that doesn't work. <laughs> And I just haven't been bothered to change it. Do you have a website or is it just... just no, no, no. I mean, who's going on websites either, apart from a few that we all know about. But um, yeah, no, I don't uh, don't have a website for the podcast. I just asked the uh, billboard agency who were pretty shocked. Um, but I was surprised they let me go up in Newtown. Uh, in fact, I'm, yeah, it's, it's strange. But uh, it's going all right, Zach. We're trying to get people listening. I mean, you know, as well as me, trying to get people to know your podcast exists. We're competing with some titans, you know, we're competing competing with rock star celebrities and uh we got to stand out of the pack somehow yeah i uh like a month or so ago i i got mentioned in vulture magazine Woo! and uh immediately i just told my friends i was like yeah maybe you guys will listen now maybe <laughs> maybe my <laughs> friends and family will check out the podcast <laughs> Yeah, I keep having friends. Like, that's so cool. You're doing a podcast, man. You know, who cares what people think? That's a, that's a creative idea. That's so cool. I'm like, oh, cool. So which episode did you like the best? Oh, I haven't listened to it. Oh, I, don't, like, I don't even know how, you know. Like oh, it's, one, fr- one friend's like, I'm a big fan of your pods, mate, blah, blah, blah. He's like, they're a bit long. Like they're an hour long. Like he's obviously hasn't even listened yet. He's like my biggest supporter. I'm like, come on, somebody. <laughs> Somebody I, uh, I left a great review. <laughs> <laughs> you must have left that review saying it was surprisingly funny. <laughs> what uh, what other ideas have you come up with to get people onto onto the podcast and also to get Jerry on? Yeah. Well, um, a big one I had to get a guest on. So uh, Daniel Sloss. Are you, are you familiar with comedian Daniel Sloss? Yeah. yeah Scottish comedian. I mean, huge, multiple specials on Netflix. Um, so he was um, performing in, in Australia. When you come out to Australia at the moment because of Corona, um, you've got to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks and you can't mm. leave. Um, so, but he was selling out, you know, are, multiple arenas in Australia. So for him, it was financially worth it to just whatever, to sit in a hotel room That's for two crazy. weeks. Um, so, so a lot of people aren't coming out, but you know, he got a special exemption to come out. Um, sat in the hotel room for two weeks and he was putting on his Instagram how bored he was, like just, you know, putting stories up out the window. Um, and and he was looking down on a park in the middle of Sydney and I was like, I think I know that park. And I just <laughs> finished work and I was like, no one's coming on my podcast. And he kept saying how bored he was. He was making fun of people that were like just in the park, like saying, oh, I love you, Daniel. I'm like, I asked a friend, I took a screenshot, I asked a friend, I'm like, is that you know, Hyde Park, is that in the middle of Sydney, like the biggest park in Sydney? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what hotel do you think looks down on that? And he's like, his friend's like, oh, it's definitely this hotel. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm left with a moral dilemma. Like, do I look like an absolute creep? Go down to the park, hold up a sign, begging him to come on my podcast? Or do I just, you know, try and keep a bit of respect as a you know, <laughs> human and just 
let him live his life. But he seemed so bored. So I finished work, went to the news agent. Don't know what you call it. It's where you get your magazines and your newspapers. Um, bought a, bought a um, big thing of cardboard, wrote, <laughs> Daniel Sloss, please come on my podcast. Um, drove down to the park where I presumed he was looking down on and held up the sign uh, covering my face, mind you, because people, this, this is the busiest park in Australia. This is like your like your Central Park in New York or whatever. I kept doing New York references. That's all we know down here because we're idiots. Um, and uh, yeah, and so there's so many people walking past. I'm just holding this sign up, covering my face every 20 minutes, yelling out, Daniel, Daniel, are you there? Like a creep. Um, and I was there for two hours. It hit four o'clock in the afternoon. I said, okay, that's enough. I'm a weirdo. He's not coming out, whatever. He's asleep. He doesn't care. And um, then I said, I'll give it five more minutes. 4.03, this guy comes out on the balcony. I can tell it's him. There's smoke coming out of here. He's smoking up a storm. And I'm, hey, Daniel. And then this voice yells back and he's like 12 stories up. And I'm going, Daniel, Daniel. And he's yelling out. I'm yelling out at him, but there's, nothing's being said. He's like so far. I can't understand him. Like he's so far away. And uh, I'd send him a few DMs on Instagram to say, hey, I'm in a park. I'm the guy. Hey, come on my pod. And then <laughs> for, some, for some reason... He would like went obviously went straight into his Instagram DMs and he and he was like, "Are you the creep in the park with the sign?" I'm like, "That's me." He's like, "You're so lucky. I never go in my Instagram DMs. This is weird. What does your sign say? And what do you want? I can't read it. It's too it's too small, and you're, I'm too far away." I'm like, "Hey, I'm trying to get you on my podcast." He's like, "That's weird. Uh, <laughs> how long you been there for?" I'm like, um, "I said an hour and a half." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think, thinking that was cool. I've only been standing on the front for an hour and a half. Um, but it was only, yeah, it was two hours, two hours and three minutes. And, uh, and he responded like, oh, you've been there that long. That's so devoted, but really weird. Um, what is your podcast? I'm like, oh, it's huge. Trust me. Uh, it's called get cherry on blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, you know what? For the effort and the perseverance, I'd never normally do this, but I'll come on your podcast tomorrow. And I said, oh my God. Okay. It's work. Thank you so much. And, uh, swap details. And I thought, I still thought he was going to ditch me. Um, and then the next day came and, uh, yeah, he, it worked. He gave me his email address and, uh, we DM'd and uh, he came on the, came on, chatted for like 45 minutes, an hour on the podcast and came up with some fun, stupid ways trying to get Jerry Seinfeld on. And, uh, he was a good sport and, uh, by far the biggest, uh, comedian I've had on the podcast to date and <laughs> way more than I deserve. That's great, man. That's absolutely wonderful. I, uh, yeah, I, th I would have lied too and been like, nah, man, I just got here at the park. I haven't been here very long. <laughs> yeah, I just st I just stumbled across actually. Um, yeah, I just I had the sign with me. I don't even... <laughs> some guy had the sign. I took it off. You know? I mean, he got, it was a bit hot, you know, he needed some water. He went for a walk. But he, he then told me that someone had sent him a photo. Once he went into his DMs to find me, someone had sent him a photo of me um, holding up the sign and sent him a photo of it saying... Can you come out on your balcony and tell this bloke to piss off? Tell him, tell him to get lost. So lucky he didn't go down that route too. Uh, yeah, that's I would, or you could have played off like, no, nah, that's my manager down there. That's yeah. <laughs> <on> the <side>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we got a whole yeah. team over here. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I got him down there. Switch on the TV, you'll find me. I'd never do that. I wouldn't bring myself to that level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. He was. He was he was cool about it. He said, you know, he, he figured I could be some serial killer, but the fact that the interview was on Zoom uh, was the only reason he agreed to say yes. He said, if that was an in-person interview, I never would have responded to you ever again and forget it. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def, I, I get it. I don't know if yeah. I would have gone on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't, Zach. You still haven't. I've been talking to you for months. I don't know, man. I'm pretty busy over here with, you know, the busy Brooklyn streets or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, my only two references. Central Park in Brooklyn. Do I sound like an Australian tourist? <laughs> um, what made you start the podcast? Um, well, um, in my job, I'm just interviewing athletes all the time. Um, and uh, there's only so much they can say at times. <laughs> Um, you know, and broadcast TV, like in the fact that in broadcast TV where I'm doing the interviews, it's like a three to five minute interview and you get bored, right? Yeah. Um, so in this, I wanted to be able to speak for an hour. I have a chat and I got a, an interest in comedy. Um, big fan of comedy. I'm, I'm a useless open micer um, who just, you know, the scene's not very big in Australia. It's like there's two, three nights a week that you can get up and you've got to sign up and often you won't get on. So even if you really, really want to take it seriously, like a waiting I mean, list, well, you just, there's no waiting list. You're just not on. Like there's an online sign up form that only take like 10 or 15 and more than that is signing up. And but so you know that you're not on the day before they say, Oh, here's the list. And you're not on it. Believe it or not. You're not on again. Oh, um, man, so there's like rough. one or two places where everyone can get up in the whole of Sydney. I mean, it's a population of like 5 million Whoa. in this city and there's one or two places a week where you're guaranteed to get on, but they're the ones where there's like guaranteed to be no one there as well, just the other comedians. And so it's, wow. uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But I mean, I, that, I just do that as a hobby. So I've got an interest in comedy. So that's why I want to do the pod. I knew it needed a hook. Um, I thought, and I just thought, who would be the best person I'd like to interview on the podcast? And I thought it'd be cool to interview Jerry Seinfeld. You know, he's quite aloof. He's like, you see him when he's being interviewed. He's re It's almost like he's a better interviewer than the people asking the questions. And he's like, if you if the question that's asked is like a little off or it's there's like, if there's something stupid about the question, he's onto you instantly. Um, he's mm -hmm. pretty ruthless. And I thought, so he'd be a cool one. And the fact that I really like him and that he'd be pretty much impossible to get, you know, if I called this podcast, get Zach Lyman on, it'd be over in three months. Right. So I needed something that was going to last. Hey, we don't know yet. I that's mean, true. It's... You haven't, you haven't come on yet. <laughs> <laughs> the verdict's still out. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, is this the animal review podcast? I can't tell. Yeah. Uh, no, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want to, if you want to cheat billboard, uh, the animal review podcast by Zach Lyman in the middle of Sydney in Newtown, get down. You might uh, get a few followers down there. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I should buy billboards in other countries completely. Well, that was another idea. Some of the, com some of the comedians had that idea, like to set up a billboard in like the middle of Europe, in the middle of Africa and just put it in completely random spots and send it to Jerry, um, which could be funny, even though how do you send a photo to Jerry, even as if he's going to be looking at his social media, be like, oh, look at this photo sent in by fan Jared Coote, who creepily has a podcast devoted to getting me on. Let's just click this open and not do something better with my day. We um, should, uh, we should split a billboard. And it should, yeah. it should say, do you like animals on one side? And then like cut in half, it should be like, or do you know Jerry Seinfeld? If you have an answer to either of these. <laughs> Please call in. Um, <laughs> and we can make like a landing page, like get Jerry on the animal podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, uh, you can pay for the uh, more expensive billboard in one part of the world and I'll pay for the cheaper one uh, in another part. Although I do say it's expensive and it is for like a stupid podcast that no one's listening to. But um, for like some of the comedians who I've told about this podcast, uh, who I've told about the billboard on the podcast, they've heard the price and they're like, I should be getting my own billboard like at that price to promote their comedy shows. They, they think it actually could be a viable idea. 
Um, yeah. But uh, that's for something that makes money. A podcast that makes zero money has zero advertisers except a couple of fake ones. Probably shouldn't have a billboard. Our comedy shows don't make money either, man. I mean, it's... <laughs> true, true. I mean, Daniel Sloss is making money and uh, he's coming on. Yeah, there's like five people making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Phoenix, because uh, I'm in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and uh, comedy, it's a good comedy town. We have about five comedy clubs. And wow, okay. uh, right now we don't have that many open mics as things are like opening back up for us. Yeah. Um, So like we're very limited. So I went to an open mic like last week or something and I wouldn't be surprised if there was like, I don't know, 46, 50 people on the list. Wow. And everyone gets on. Yeah. 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 They'll be, they'll be out there until three in the morning if they need be, but yeah. Is there, is there anyone in the crowd that's not waiting to go up? No, never. Uh, (laughs) You guys have open mics with crowds? What are you doing? Yes. Yeah, there is some open mics where people are there, but I think oftentimes they're like, because it's not a huge scene here, they don't understand the concept of the open mic. They think they're just at a comedy show. Yeah. Because um, yeah, we probably. don't have the comedy clubs like you have. We have like one comedy club in Sydney, a few in Melbourne, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's like, you know, it's not a, there's one in Perth, but it's not a, you'd be lucky to have one legitimate comedy club per major city of 5 million people. Is there like a laugh factory or like an No, nah, all those brands that you guys have, no, nah, they, they don't exist out here. Really? Um, it's all just, just an independently run comedy club. What's like your biggest comedy club? Uh, it's fun. Oh, the comedy store in Sydney is probably the biggest. I'm from Sydney, so I'm a bit biased. It's probably a bigger one uh, in Melbourne, which is the next big city. Um, okay. But yeah, it's called the Comedy Store. I perform there. We have like an open mic almost competition once a year. Um. And I performed at that a couple of years ago um, just for fun. You know, there's 200, and it's only like, I think a capacity of like 250 people. Mm. Um, and yeah, performing that was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, that's like an open mic competition. Uh, so yeah, that'd probably be the biggest. What, how so, many, what's the biggest? Go on. Oh, I, I mean, biggest here. It's like, there's like, like stand up live is like one of the bigger, I mean, CB live. There's like two here that are like, I don't know, they seat like, 600 to 800 or something like that something crazy like that 600 or more um and then like across the country there's like bigger so i'm i'm assuming when people when comedians come to australia they're like either doing a theater or they're like doing 200 seats (laughs) like it doesn't feel like there's much between no no it's no there's not too much in between but yeah if a comedians an international comedians coming to australia they're generally um, performing at theaters. Um, and we've got, you know, plenty of theaters where, you know, a thousand to three, 4,000, whatever people, but, um, they, they can play at some other venues who adapt, but they're not specifically made for comedy. Mm, okay. And how long, how long have you been doing that open mic scene? Oh, I reckon my first one was about three years ago, but I'm very sporadic in going up. Like I haven't been working on it the whole time. And I feel uh, awkward even talking about myself as some kind of an open <laughs> micer because like, you know, my, I've been up like 20 times in three years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and it's fun. I just enjoy the challenge because when you're talking on TV all the time, like it, it's like, cause I've been doing it for a long time for a living. I don't feel like a thrill or a rush. Like I just feel like I'm sitting on the couch at home. Like the nerves are gone. You just feel like yourself. So this felt like the next challenge. Um, mm. And I thought, Oh, because of all that experience, I'll be fine. When I go up the first time I went up, it was like, I'd seen a ghost. I, I could just, I can remember the eyes on the people in the front row staring at me and they were actually that crowd. It was an open mic, but it was like the best one in Sydney. Somehow I got on and it was like, 
an actual crowd there and they're looking at me like this guy's terrified and I was and it was it like it wasn't great and that experience doesn't help so I'm trying to just keep going up and get to that point where you feel comfortable I feel like it's very hard to be funny when you're not yourself when you're not being yourself on stage because you're so nervous yeah yeah I'd agree with that I think like the first like 100 to 200 times you go up like almost don't even count because you're just yeah. kind of like you're like holding a microphone really stiff like these are the words that i practiced yeah and uh, you're saying- not like doing comedy <laughs> like you're not like really reading the room and working the joke and finding you know finding what's good like all the things you hear people talk about on podcasts you're, you're just kind of like i'm reciting things that i thought was funny earlier like, that is exa- that is exactly what I'm I'm trying like the biggest test for me almost like it's a, like I'm, I don't I'm not worried about talking in front of people but it's it's a memory test I'm just up there like really trying to remember everything I'm saying and trying to be cool like oh, I'm not here trying to remember things in my head but it's almost like I'm not even looking at the crowd I'm just like okay what's next robot boy like <laughs> this is not even funny uh, maybe it's funny if you delivered it in a way where you knew it off by heart and you were being yourself, but you're being some kind of a weird machine that even your family and friends wouldn't recognize. And uh, it's not going to be funny. So sit down, give up and go back to reading the news, a creep. Yeah. Yeah. I, That's my I, thought every time. I, I feel that way of like, when I first started, I, I felt that way of just like, I was holding a microphone and I was like monotone, just like, like kind of getting the joke across. And then I'll be like, move a little bit here and there and uh that was for years just years of terrible comedy (laughs) yeah 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 it makes sense well i mean the first two to three hundred times i was on national tv i was so nervous and i wasn't myself and there'd even be segments where you're chatting you know you're not just reading off an auto cue and i just could tell i wasn't myself um Mm. and now i feel like i do a much better job because i'm just being myself like i don't the nerves are gone um so i i've had the experience but just in a in a similar field but, but very different at the same time so I know that I can, you know, you can be t- a totally different person and how your presence matters. So I'm just hoping to go up enough times so that I just feel comfortable and just doing it as a hobby anyway. But uh, I know I've seen the change from when I do it on camera in one kind of sphere. Now I'm trying to get to that level on the other sphere. Yeah, that, I I like how you put that. And it's also great that you have that experience because like I, there's, you know, when I started, there was nothing else I was doing in my life that would be relatable in that way. And I think you put it perfectly of just like, uh, it is that feeling of like before, like now for comedy where it's like, I'm sitting here eating some French fries and now I'm up on the stage and it's like no different, you know, like I'm just, now I'm doing the thing, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it where you're just like, yeah, I'm just me doing this thing now. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel like I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with the fiance. Like it feels exactly the same when I'm on, when I'm on air, which is strangely weird. Cause then your filter drops a bit and you got to make sure you don't say something that'll get you sacked or swear or something. Um, <laughs> so it's actually the other way in that now I'm not nervous at all. I'm just trying to be like, make sure that I'm not to myself in the fact that I don't get sacked. Um, uh, so yeah, that's fun. But now I'm considering the next few times I go up, just going up and just riffing off the cuff with the crowd the whole time, just to try and drop the nerves, like forget the act and just try and do crowd work the whole time at the open mic, just to like purely try and get comfortable up there. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that really like helped me, it was like a turning point. I, I made that decision very much, uh, the same of just, I focused on, uh, silence and I was like, what if I'm just like taking super, super long pauses? And like really just waiting it out. 
And like, cause you know, you, if you just say something and then you just stand there for a long time, you'll get like a little pop of laugh, no matter what it was. Cause they're mm-hmm. just like, they're Ready like waiting, you know, they're just yeah. waiting for like, what is happening? Um, and so I was like doing that a lot. And then I got comfortable with that silence and then I moved into like, oh yeah, I can do jokes now. But yeah, it was just like, I had to like get out of this mindset of like reading jokes and doing the jokes and had to like, just get into like, okay, I'm going to try these different things and different tools in comedy, you know? Yeah, totally makes sense. I feel like I've been embracing the silence too, but it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's just there. I, uh... <laughs> it's, just, it's just no laughs. I'm like, okay, well, at least, you know, I can embrace the silence. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been great. I, uh... <laughs> You've been great. I've been great. I mean, oh my God, that wasn't in the script in my head. Um, I'm going home now and going to bed and back to my day job where I can sit on the couch and feel comfortable. So how long, how long have you been doing TV then? Uh, how old am I? 33. Um, I've been doing TV, I'd say like 12 years now. Okay. Um, yeah. I, um, yeah. So I got a job uh straight after uni working for like a professional sports team in australia so like a rugby league team um and i was just doing all their content so like i'd just be you know i'd be the ground announcer of the games on the big screens at halftime and doing all their content during the week on their like online tv broadcast channel um yeah then i moved to china and lived there for a year that was kind of fun um just because i wanted to learn another language and how how often can you interview the same 25 players in the same team um (laughs) Uh, and then came back, got another job at a network uh, here in Australia. Then I've been to a couple of other networks since, but yeah, that, that was probably 20, ooh, 2014 or 15. I started in like TV proper network world and I'm still, still going at it. Nice. Do you, uh, now after all those years, do you look at sports differently? Like, do you feel different about it? Absolutely. I mean, when I was young, it was like, this is great. Like, this is, I love sport. I'm going to do sport journalism. My grandpa was like, I didn't know what to do. And grandpa was like, do sport journalism. You talk, you like talking, you don't shut up. And uh, you like sport. I'm like, yeah, great. Grandpa, I'll do that. And uh, yeah, then I got into it. And then I, you worked for the professional sports team for four years. And that was fun. That was really cool. Um, but you're like, yeah, you, you kind of start to look at it like work. And then you kind of get to know the players and the personality. So then you kind of support players over like certain players <laughs> over others that are just like easier to deal with and friendlier. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then obviously being a sport journalist, it's like, it, I still love it, but it's like when I'm finished work, I don't really want to watch sport as much. Like I do watch it as well. Obviously I got to know what's going on, but uh, yeah, the, the enthusiasm probably wanes a bit because it just, in after a while it just starts to feel a lot like work. And also my girlfriend has no interest in sport and there's one TV <laughs> in the house and I come home and I'm like, hey, how about this rugby game? And she's like, how about Netflix? I'm like, okay, I've got to be the better person here. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have a lot of friends like in the specialty coffee world mm. and uh, they're the same way. Like that was like, a, like it made me think of them immediately of like they got into it and now it's like work and they're like, I don't drink coffee when I'm not like <laughs> when I'm not roasting coffee or doing this thing for, cause it, it just, it's like, I've, I've had enough during the day, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to get into it later. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also bad for my job if I don't know what's going on in the sporting world. So now his Jared was sport and I'm like, 
I don't know, but I can say the latest series on Netflix that my girlfriend forced me to watch. Like, I can't, I can't help you with the sport from overnight. And that does happen. You know, there's times I'm on air and I haven't watched, I haven't even watched the sporting event that I'm reporting on <laughs> because, you know, how could I? Like, if I'm on the morning show and the game finished at 11 and my alarm's at 3 a.m., as if I was going to watch the match, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel that kind of way with that with comedy of uh, I have to watch the specials that come out so I know what's happening in the comedy yeah. world. <laughs> you know, the competition, yeah, you know where it's yeah. heading. Yeah, I got to um, take notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Well, I've got to see how it's actually done. This is what happens when people don't have a script in their head that they're just reciting. I'm almost like an actor, I guess, when I go out there. I'm just kind of reciting words more so than being in the moment and being funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I always talk about it as like being like uh, on autopilot of just when you're like you're doing the script and you're like doing the script and then part of your brain could be like, do I gotta do laundry or do I gotta do you know like because you're just like <laughs> yeah. script and this yeah and, yeah. yeah you're just a robot. Although I hope the pilots that are on autopilot are paying a bit more attention to a better job than what I'm doing when I'm doing stand up on autopilot. I'd say. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Anytime, my friend, if you see any other weird ideas floating around, if you've got any, let me know. I mean, I've, I got tons of weird ideas. Well, that's why you need to be a guest on there, Zach. Um, (laughs) you know, I've, um, you know, I've had like making, you know, Jerry Seinfeld coffee, like get Jerry on the name of the podcast, coffee beans and sending them to him, um, which comedians have said, he's not going to touch any food or drink that comes his way. You're a creep, leave him alone. Um, you know, just just weird. Like I was going to, you know, you see those people at stalls who like they'll set up a market store and they'll convince you why this religion's real or why this is true or why you should believe this. Um, but mine's like, why you should subscribe to my podcast just sitting there <laughs> trying to convince them. Um, so that's the latest thing. I'm going to be going to a market very soon and trying to convince people what, why they should subscribe to my podcast. It's not a great uh, use of time. Let me tell you. Um, but uh, we've got to do anything to make these podcasts stand out. And uh, what am I going to do? Pay a thousand dollars for Instagram, Facebook advertising, and no one cares. So, yeah, that I mean, what a waste that would be to do online marketing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as opposed to a billboard that gets tagged over every yeah. three minutes. Yeah, have you tried magazines? I heard they're very popular. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start advertising in those chain emails my parents' friends still send to each other. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have it there. The uh, they're, they're, internet yeah do you guys have no um like the little they're like little printouts they're popular here and they're like the dime news or something they'll be at like little stands and it's just like local companies like advertising. Them out on the street they'll be like you'll see them in coffee shops or like like uh, in uh, yeah. grocery stores or something and they'll just yeah. have local businesses they all got together and put a little thing together right no we don't have that but we do obviously have lots of flies and stuff but often you just pay kids to hand out the flyers for your company and the, they get it per flyer. So the kids just hand out like a hundred of them and then throw the rest in the bin and get paid their 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, so that's always a risk, but yeah, maybe a few flyers would have actually been a cheaper option and stuck them up at local shops, but uh, we're not about doing the sensible things on this podcast, Zach. We're doing the ridiculous. We're going big. We're going, we've got Daniel Soss. We've had some other great comedians, uh, Ian Lara, uh, Jason Chatfield was, we've had some good ones. Dan Muggleton, a great Australian comedian, uh, Marcel Blanche de Vilt, uh, Bonnie Tangy. So we've had some good comedians on and uh, we're trying to get bigger ones. I've had about 30 rejections in the last week. Uh, and when I say rejection, they're just not even responding. Is that a rejection or are they just ghosting me? How, can you ghost someone you've never even met? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it counts if uh, if they like, didn't even open mm. the email. 
you know. No, Will An- <laughs> Again, Will Anderson, Australia's number one comedian. If you're listening, please, any any comedian in America, listen. I'll just I'll message him this this episode. Yeah. Do you want to be on the only podcast in Australia to have a billboard? Then come mm-hmm. on to the Get Jerry on podcast. Yeah, I'll have him on my podcast just yeah. for thirty minutes to try to get him on your podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I mean, I'm try I'm trying my best. I'll anyone if someone goes on yours, you just give me a shout out. I, I have had some comedians saying, you know, I'll recommend to this bigger comedian friend of mine to come on your podcast. They probably take one look at it and say, forget it, I'm not going on that thing. And also, what if they're friends with Jerry? To be a bit weird to go on a podcast trying to get Jerry on if you're friends with Jerry Seinfeld. Well, what if you sent me a t-shirt and then every time I went on to a podcast, I wore the t-shirt and then I'm just like, oh, this, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you should just check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Done. I don't even have any t-shirts, but there's a t-shirt coming your way. (laughs) I'm just like on local news getting interviewed for like some chuckle hut I'm performing at and I'm wearing a Get Jerry on shirt. (laughs) But you could have wanted in your, your little vulture photo shoot you had over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really do appreciate it. No, I appreciate your time. And uh, I actually, yeah, I'm so late for work and it's going to be great. Here I am talking about my career as a sport journalist. And oh. I've just been sacked. So how good's that? Uh, I'm so I'm so sorry. Where where <laughs> can people find you on the internet? And then I'll let you I'll let you get out of here. No, no, that's all my fault. I actually started 15 minutes ago and I'm not even in the same areas where my work is, but that's fine. Uh, my uh, my Instagram is at get Jerry on. That's the podcast uh, Instagram. So follow that. Uh, and my personal Instagram at Mingdog. Don't ask. M I N G D O G. Um, it was a university thing that just kept on going. And uh, as a professional, people have laughed at me numerous times. So yeah, just follow me on the Instagram. I'm on Twitter as well, Jared Coot. Have a look for me. But follow the podcast. Please subscribe to this damn thing and make this expensive billboard worth it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Please, please go give him a follow. You'll find all the links below. And thank you so much. And I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman Podcast. Outro music. <laughs> <laughs>